When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the bonus episode that is connected to the Coach Brett Bartholomew podcast that I did. And some of the questions that came to me, simply, do I feel like a leader? Was that something that was born, bred, or both? It's a great question because I don't know that I feel like a leader. I feel more like somebody who's trying to lead myself in my own life kind of try to understand what it is that I can contribute at the right time. So I'm not sure if this makes sense. So I I don't feel like everywhere I go, I want to be in charge or that I need to exert my will or opinion on people, but really rather continuing to grow and develop my own sense, my my gifts or my skill sets and my purpose and in the ways that I can contribute. And that when it's time, I have the ability to step forward and raise my hand and say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to create the space that I can temporarily be in charge of. Yes, yeah, certainly there's times where I, I have, and it's been easier as I've gotten older, where you feel more comfortable being in charge of that space. Because weirdly, as a leader, you have to be willing to kind of be naked and say, I'm going to be here I'm going to ask this of myself. I'm going to ask this of you. I'm going to try to coordinate this space. And so it's it's a little bit putting yourself out there. It's not about leading people and bullying them, right? It's about trying to get something done productively. And I was asked, like, when do I feel like a leader and what do I do? Just a really good example of this is I taught a class for a really long time. I haven't done it in a while Um you know, circumstances, but I, I taught a class for probably 10 years where I taught about 80 to hundred people. I knew that I could do it. And when I say this, it was, okay, for this next hour, you all have allowed me and agreed that I will be in charge of this space. I will design the workout. I will keep the time. I will sort of bump and course correct people that are either being disruptive or maybe not doing things in a way that's safest for them. And then when we're done, I'm going to tell you to have a great day and I'm going to slide 
out from that position and, and move back into um, being next to you. It's not that I felt like a leader. I felt responsible. And I, and I guess for me that lands th- the best is it isn't about leading. It's about feeling responsible and, in, and, in, and responsible for people's experiences or outcomes. And what do I do is be very organized. And, you know, I heard a great saying, which was, it's like a boat captain. We don't want you to be in control, but we do want you to be in charge. And I think parenting's even like that. So can you give a vibration off that you want people to know, hey, I've got this. You, you, can, you can look to me. You can trust me. You can follow me. I've got this. I've, I've worked hard at this. I care about this. I'm, I'm conscientious. And it's all of those things. So that's what I do. And I was asked, you know, like, is there a story where I had to take the lead leadership, whether it's in family, life, career, or business? Well, I mean, certainly those are different, right? Like in family, it's so nuanced and soft. So let's take family. In leadership there, it's really trying to be the best example I can be. So with my kids, that if I'm asking things of them or discussing ideas where, hey, it's really important, am I doing that myself? And obviously in my relationship with Laird, it's, it, you know, the words aren't going to do it. It's how do you act? How is How are you when things aren't going well? How are you when you're in a conflict with your partner? Um, so I think for me, the leadership shows up when you can have the ability to be consistent and, and also you can deal with the pressure, right? I always say like, who do you want to be in a foxhole with? And when things get hard, somebody freaks out, uh, they're definitely not displaying uh, traits of leadership. And with life, it's, again, it's just about leading with love, right? Like saying good morning to people and opening a door if you can, or helping somebody with their bags. Just being somebody who's willing to represent, to the best of your ability, traits that display somebody who maybe we'll say follow, and there's consistency, right? You don't want to be somebody, it's the worst thing, who is telling everyone else how to be or what to do or where to go, um, and you're not doing it. So I think you have to really show up. And in business, I think the number one thing would be I really try really hard to not be phony and to not work with companies that I don't genuinely believe in or I wouldn't actually use the product. I think with Laird Superfood, um, along with everyone at the company and Laird, I have really over and over, like till ad nauseum, talked about ingredients and the importance of ingredients and just really committing to your beliefs even when it's uncomfortable, it's more expensive, and it's inconvenient. Um, So for me, that's how I, I do it there. I was asked, if, you know, what advice would I give to people who take on leadership, but they don't love it. Maybe they feel like they've got imposter syndrome. I can relate to that. Um, they don't love conflict and or they have social anxiety. I think it's really common. What I would say is if you're built for the job, let's say there's an opportunity in your world that you could do it really well. Like you have the skill set, you have the know-how, you understand the space then serve that, like allow that override 
because we're all humans. We all feel like we're fake, faking it at times. Sometimes you don't, obviously, dealing with people and all their issues. You ask any CEO, the best part of their job is people. The hardest part is people. With people come stories and dramas and things like that. It's just the way it is. But if you have something that you're really passionate about, that you're good at, that you could help other people or share or share your business, it's almost like a duty. It's, a, it's one of your gifts. And so you've got to honor that. And the times you feel like you're faking it, maybe take a look at that and write it down and say, well, what is it that I think I'm faking? Am I acting like I know everything? No. Okay. So that's not faking it. Um, am, I, am I sort of saying to people, you do it my way and only my way? Probably not. So I think Again, this is a vulnerable position. People never think of a leader as somebody who's actually got to be vulnerable. Because, by the way, everyone who's supposedly, quote, under you gets to have an opinion about the way you're doing it and the way you're leading and when you talk and all of it. And I think I'd rather participate, especially if you can. So that's all I'd say. If you have something to give or contribute, it's almost like a really wonderful duty to do it. And you might as well throw your hat in the ring and get involved be part of something, be a part of change, be a part of contribution. And don't worry about it. And talk to somebody when you get those weird feelings. And, and, uh, and you know, conflict in especially kind of these professional environments, it's almost like we have to take the emotional out of it and we just have to be very clear. Sort of say to everybody, okay, if we're all agreeing to be in this space, these are going to be the expectations. If you choose not to follow the expectations, then obviously there will be an, either an un uncomfortable conversation or change. And that's their choice. And if you're the administer of that conversation or change, then you're just really an instrument in the situation. You're not a bad guy. And, uh, you know, I always say sometimes we're just actors in other people's plays. And that sucks sometimes. It just does. You know, especially if you go like, I gave them 50 chances and da, 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 da. And now they're bad mouthing me and all of that. And uh, you guys hear me talk a lot about Byron Katie and a quote that she has that I really appreciate is what you think of me is really none of my business. And um, I think when you're a leader, if you're really being diligent and you're doing your best, sometimes you have to adhere to that belief. And one of the misconceptions do I think people have about leaders and, and leadership um, Rich Devaney wrote an incredible book um, called The 25 Attributes. He's, he talked about the qualities of a leader. They are this. They are to create the space for everybody to be their best, right? So if you're running a business, it's one person needs encouragement. You can do it. One person needs to be left alone. One person needs to be calmed down. It's like a great coach. How do you create the environment for everybody to really meet and then go beyond their potential. That's a great leader. Another thing with a leader is they take full and total accountability. So one of the misconceptions about a leader is they don't make mistakes or they don't get it wrong. They do all the time. And so he talks about they take full accountability. I think that this is really important so that when we do get it wrong, we say, you know what, you guys, this was the plan. That doesn't seem to be working. I got that wrong. We're going to change it. We're going to do something else. So being a leader isn't about being perfect or knowing. Sometimes we only know once we get there. And that's really important. The other thing he talked about leadership that's very important is, is that the leader can't say they're the leader. So you might be put in charge and you say, okay, this is my 
my group or um, I'm, you know, I'm sort of in charge of this project. It's actually only the people under you that will sort of assign you to be the leader. So I think that's a really important thing. So show up, do your job, be the best example that you can. And the ultimate thing that could happen is that the people who are working alongside of you and with you or under you say, and that's our leader. And that's really the natural way. I think a coach will say, hey, they're the coach of the team, but it's the players who decide ultimately after practices and, and being around the coach if sort of in their heart or who they're playing for is, is that coach our leader? And that's really different. And we can't, I don't know that we can force people necessarily. So it's really important. So be totally accountable, create the best environment for people to really fulfill and reach and go beyond their potential to see them, to, to figure out what's going to work for them. And then to remember that you can't sort of call yourself the leader. <laughs> the people have to. Um, and then if people, you know, sort of people go, well, what if I want to start being a leader? Well, first of all, what do you, what do you want to be, in what do you want to lead? What do you, what do you think, like, you have an area of sort of skill that you can then elevate a group in a certain way. So that's more important, not just like, hey, I want to be a boss or I want to be a leader. That, that doesn't mean anything. It's like, what are you doing? And are you feeling like you have this special something to contribute? And then what does that look like? And once you start to hone in on that, I think the other things just happen naturally. I think you will just get placed into positions where you'll be leading certain, again, projects or groups or people or initiatives or what have you, because the energy that you're putting out there reflecting is so genuine that you're interested in something or good at something that it will find you for sure. But then the other side of it is even when you're deathly afraid, especially if it involves any public speaking. And there's never going to come a time. I, I've done a lot of public speaking there isn't a time like right before you go on that you're not, you don't have a little like butterflies inside your tummy. It's not like it, that's ever really goes away. You feel comfortable. You know, you're not going to die. Some people might even sleep. It, like you'll survive it and you know it. But all I want to say is, especially if it involves getting up there in front of a group of people, just go ahead and do it. And if you can also be prepared, but still speak from your heart, that will cover a lot of mistakes because people will feel that from you. They'll say this person genuinely understands, cares about this topic, and I can feel that from them. So, so don't get so polished that you lose your authentic spirit when you're communicating to people um, because I think that that's important. And, and by the way, I believe in being highly prepared in public speaking, but allowing space for organic thoughts and feelings to come through that day because we're always changing our message should be changing and we should make room for that. And, and even though it is more scary because you're kind of freewheeling it, um, it rings true. And, um, and that's really, really important. And this was from a woman and she was asking for women, uh, leadership role in business, you know, managing teams, businesses, you know, moving parts of both men and women's things like that teams. Okay. So I'll tell you, a funny story. So this class that I taught, um, you know, 30% of the participants were male and, um, I'm in a, and, and a lot of alpha females. Okay. So yeah, alpha personalities and men, 
with men, and I, I'm being completely transparent now, I say very, I say very little, less. I say less to all the alphas, um, and because there's going to be people who actually want a little more coddling and like explanation, and and that's okay. But all my alpha females, it was like, it's weirdly like I'm respecting their alphaness by saying very little, and with the men even less. Is so, for example, if we were doing any correction, one or two. Uh, cues. That's it. Not a, It's like trying to understand how people hear. You know, I could go on and on and on and on, or I could try to distill down the information that I'm trying to express in as few words in as, and as directive as possible, especially with men. And people can say whatever they want. Like, I know, we're all the same now. But the reality is I've dealt with a lot of women and a lot of men, and it is different typically. Um, it doesn't mean that people don't fall on the spectrum, but generally you can say to a male, this is the issue, looking for a solution, or here is what I see, here seems to be a solution, boom, boom. And I think men really appreciate it when women lead them, but I still do it from my feminine. So why do I say that? Because as a female leader, what you're also bringing is that you're a female. Don't think to be a leader you have to act like a dude, like a man. Because we're actually giving up one of our most powerful gifts, which is the, fe the feminine. And when I say that, I mean it that, yes, I'm going to be strong. Yes, I'm going to be direct. But I'm also going to be able to be loving, weirdly, to everyone that I work with in just a different way. I will be allowed, and it will bring out different sides of people, including men. It does not mean flirtatious. It means almost like, um, I call it like the universal mother. You can sort of also through love and strength inspire somebody, let them know that you believe in them, um, sort of give them a look like you can do better and I expect this from you. And it is a very powerful tool. Um, I'm not going to lie. It does help. My size helps. I'm six foot three. And it helps. It makes it easier to kind of move into people's space. So I understand that. But when you are capable, that's all that matters. So it doesn't matter to me if you're a 95-pound woman who's five feet tall. If you are capable and you are there for the real and right reasons, you could be the best leader that there, there is. So don't kid yourself. And with female leaders, I would say if you can avoid getting hopped up on emotion in order to really be direct, but try to be clear and concise in your communication all times, even when it's not going the way you want it, because that's the appropriate response for that environment. You're not at home in your kitchen with your girlfriends or your lover. You're in a working environment or other, and you're expected to be in charge of a space. And that requires a demeanor that is, would be considered a, of a more masculine energy. So for example, I had a female volleyball coach in college. She's a total G. Um, and she had a masculine delivery system. Okay, that's not good enough. Do it again. Not good enough. Do it again. She didn't go like, oh, I'm like, I had you guys. Let's do it again. It's like in that moment as the leader, it needed to be do it again. And if one of us, but believe me, you have a team of 12 women playing a sport, you don't think somebody was rolling their eyes. But unless it's like hindering the group, my coach didn't even engage in that. It was like, so 
that goes back to managing the environment. It's like, yeah, yeah, you do what you got to do. I'm holding space in this tone, in this way. We're here to do a job. We're here to do it the best that we can. We're here to do it right. Yes, we're going to keep our humanity. But at the end of the day, a lot of times leaders are in a working environment. And so we're there to do work. Um, so I would encourage women to find their tone and what that looks like when they're in that environment. But don't lose <sighs> female energy for me. I mean, all of it's great, but I think we don't want to lose it and we don't need to think of it as a weakness. I, I think actually quite the contrary. I think being feminine is and being compassionate and being loving and being intuitive, these are gifts and strengths. And so bring that into your leadership as well. Um, and if you have a conflict, you know, with somebody, if you have a man that has a hard time being led by a woman, it'll show up. It's bound to show up and that's okay. It may not work out for him. And conversely with a woman, if she feels like she wants to be competitive or she doesn't want to take instruction from you, you have to hold a certain tone. You cannot change tones and go to those levels because ultimately it's not personal. So I guess that's my take. I will finish by saying it's gotten easier as I've gotten older. So this is something that maybe takes a little time. So in my 20s, it was one way. And in my 30s, it was almost like the discovery of my tone and my way and my style, like borrowing from people that I admired, that I had been led by and learned from and thought, oh, that looked, that worked really well and just kind of honed it. And, uh, and then I feel like you can be off to the races, certainly. And obviously there's going to be people who get it sooner that, or, uh, you know, people a little bit later, but time is definitely your friend. And I want to actually, I want to finish with this one thing that's so important with a lot of great leaders that I've seen, most of them. Don't embarrass people. I mean, unless, you know, the bus is coming across the street and someone's walking out and is about to get hit by it, pull people aside, do it discreetly, try your best. I mean, obviously the military is a different situation where they're, it's just a different set of rules and what's on the line is different. But what I have seen from a lot of great leaders is even within the times that they're going to be critical um, or maybe disciplinary, you know, there's sort of some discipline going on. Typically, especially at least at first, they won't embarrass people. They'll hold the impulse. They'll pull them aside. They'll ask them to go to their office, whatever it is. So if I could say that, that a great leader still manages to protect people and not go out of their way to humiliate them. Anyway, I hope uh, you enjoyed the Brett Bartholomew podcast. Obviously, he has a lot of, he's very smart and has a lot of ideas. And thanks for spending time with me here. That wraps it up for today. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to The Gabby Reese Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Gabby Reese on Instagram and Twitter. Aloha. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.